Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Do you know what you've done? I like am bl- blaming you for this. My earpods, never had a problem with them before in my entire <laughs> life. And since I got them back off you, they're like barely working right now. What, what could I have done? It's <laughs> being in my chaotic case for a few days. Maybe. Were they in the case? Yeah, they were. It's so weird. You keep cutting in and out, but I'm just going to have to deal with it, aren't I? Mine is so quiet. I can't believe it's even possible. Like, if a car goes past, I just can't hear anything. Yeah, I'm having so many technical technological difficulties recently. Um, we haven't even talked about this on the podcast, but my laptop keeps doing this weird thing where it will just completely turn off. So it just, everything's fine. We're all good. We'll be recording the podcast or we, one time we're interviewing Liv Little. That was what happened when we were interviewing her. And my laptop just completely turned off in the middle of the discussion and just won't turn back on. Yeah, it's it's funny that we've just accepted it as like part of our working process. <laughs> I know. I, just, like, I, I know. I'm, I'm like, like, oh, Izzy's gone for forty minutes. Okay, I'm just gonna go like fix myself a snack. Yeah, it was so funny because I was editing the Alyssa episode, which came out on Saturday, and um, I had disappeared <laughs> from the Zoom call, and then um, your guys' audio, she, um, Alyssa was like, oh, we've lost someone, and you were like, yeah, don't worry, she it, that happens. And then I just popped back up, shaking and shaking my head. I was like, she'll be back. Uh, I have been watching Industry. Industry is a new BBC drama set in London, and it follows a bunch of young 20-somethings in the financial sector, so in banking. And it's being um, kind of like spoken about in the media as being succession meets skins. Um, So it's very horny, lots of drugs, um, and then also lots of just workplace. They're just set in a workplace, so kind of succession-y. But it's a very easy watch. The first episode was directed by Lena Dunham, which I was surprised to see. 
I watched the first episode because I saw that it was directed by Lena Dunham and I knew she hadn't done anything in ages. So I was like, what is this? But you didn't get her mark on it at all. It felt like it could have been directed by anyone. No, and also I was kind of surprised that, like, because it got to the end and it was like directed by Lena Dunham and I was like, whoa, I was quite surprised that it was because I don't know. It just. I also am quite surprised when I see, because we've been watching, we're up to like episode six and I've been watching who it's directed by and it's. For the most part, I mean, I haven't Googled all of them, but we have been Googling them and they're all mostly white. And a lot of the um, scenes have the N word and just like lots of black culture thrown around. And I'm like, I don't know if I'd be comfortable writing that into a script if I was white. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Hey, it's like when Quentin Tarantino did Django and it had the N word like 768 times or something in the script. It's a really good show. I... Like, a really just easy watch. And I think I love the main character, Harper. It's also got this um, really horny Jewish girl who, um, called Yasmina. And I don't know, it's, it's just fun as well watching it because we live in London. She lives in Notting Hill and she lives underneath her parents' apartment, which is apparently really common for rich people in London. So they kind of, you know, the big houses that end up being separated. Parents own the whole house and then the kids live in, like, the basement apartment. Um... And she's super horny and starts, like, messaging um, a guy at her work and becoming, like, really dommy with him, which is quite funny. Uh, But, yeah, it's good. I also would like to note on the um, subject of TV shows, I saw Boo from Fleabag in the park yesterday. That's a, it's a good spot, A, to spot her, but B, to recognize her that quickly. Because when I, I had, I had a second where I was like, wait, what does she look like? And then I thought, I don't know if I'd recognize her on site. You definitely would. Cause, cause basically she was, she didn't have her mask on because we were outside and I was walking past her and glanced at, yeah, I don't know. I just glanced at her and was like, I know that girl from somewhere. And then straight away it was like, oh, it's because I was on the hunt for Taylor Swift, weirdly, because I saw um, I saw that she'd been in the same park as me, like, two days beforehand. Oh, is she in England? Yeah, I think she's quarantining here with um, her British boyfriend. But they, they live, I think they have a house in Hampstead Heath. I've realised that every single time you walk through Hampstead Heath, you'll spot a celeb if you go, if you look. We saw the guy from Mighty Boosh, and we saw no Boo from Fleabag. Yeah. Okay, so I've been listening to a podcast. It's called Bad Gays, and it's these two gay um, journalists, one American who lives in Berlin and one English, and they go through evil gay people in history. So it goes through all these amazing literary figures and royalty, the first gay king and the first gay Nazi and all this stuff, and it's really great. And they did an episode on Jeremy Thorpe, who was an English politician who was secretly gay because it was still illegal to be gay in like the 70s. And he had this little twink boyfriend who he kept in a Chelsea apartment because he was really rich and just used to bus. And then eventually was like, you just need to fuck off. I'm sick of you. And the guy had no money. And he kept trying to ask him to just help him with just a bit of money to go and like set up a life. And he wouldn't. So this guy kept reappearing because he wasn't mentally ill, but he was a little bit unhinged. Anyway... This politician then paid someone to kill this guy, like his gay oh boyfriend. Oh my god. And he was the full leader. People thought he was going to be the next prime minister. He was full in the 70s, leader of the opposition, 
prominent politician, had a wife and everything. And the person they hired to kill him was so shit that when he took the guy out to shoot him, his gun was broken. <laughs> so the guy ran off. And you then trying to commit revealed- a murder? Literally, it was so funny. Anyway, the reason you'll love it is because a show was made about this story with Hugh Grant two years ago. Oh, oh my God, yes. And he plays the politician. Yeah. It all came together in my brain. So then I watched that show because I listened to this podcast about it and the show is amazing and the story is amazing and you'll really, really like it. I also wasn't going to talk about this because it's naughty, but I've like somehow been roped back into listening to Case File again. Which we're not allowed to do. Me and Grace are banned from listening to true crime podcasts, especially Case File, which is literally just murder, murder, murder. Um, because our therapists were like, maybe for people who suffer from really extreme anxiety, you probably shouldn't listen to people getting murdered all the time. But somehow I'm listening to it again. And then it was like, so the same, this is obviously not, it's obviously not funny because it's a true story, but I'm just like, why do all these men... This guy had more of a reason because he's a pol- he's a prominent politician and no one, he doesn't want anyone to find out he's gay. But all these men just murder their wives because they think it's easier than getting a divorce. Yes, crazy. And they always get caught. Why are you so conflict averse? Like I can almost relate in the sense that like I feel sometimes like I'd rather <laughs> someone dropped off the planet Earth dropped dead than me have to say like one small thing I'm upset about. But like, yeah, what's wrong with you? Yeah, so another, it was a guy in New Zealand actually, murdered his wife, popped her in the boot of his car, took off to Melbourne, and then dropped the three-year-old daughter at the train station, and then jumped on a plane from Melbourne to LA and just took off. And I was like, why don't you just take off? Why don't you just do the last part of the plan without killing your wife and then leaving your daughter in Melbourne? Yeah. <laughs> yes, agree. <laughs> um, I'm looking at myself in this screen and I feel like I look like... um. Mary-Kate Olsen and her divorce proceeding. <laughs> you look like Elizabeth Holmes, bitch. Yeah, yeah, like the the like little blonde freak in a turtleneck. But I just wanted to segue yeah. to that because I loved that image so much. How did that image get out into the public? I don't know. Whoever was on the call. But yeah, so yeah, whoever <laughs> was on the call carefully screenshot like a fucking legend. There was six people on this Zoom of Mary-Kate Olsen. Like, I can't believe the picture is out in the public. It's Mary-Kate Olsen, her husband, who's the brother of the French president. Yeah, they surely, this person surely got fired. Yeah, and then, like, six banal bureaucratic lawyers. And somehow the footage of her has been, like, beamed everywhere. And everyone's laughing because it's, like, the first time she's been photographed smiling in literally at least 15 years. And it's a divorce proceeding. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a photo of it. I keep forgetting to share it on our um, grid, but I've just got a photo of it being like mentally. I'm at Mary Kay Olsen's Zoom divorce proceedings, and there's just all these people in like a in a Zoom frame. <laughs> I'm proud of her. So I have a story that you will find really really interesting. Basically, I've been getting New York Magazine delivered, and there is a story in it about a woman who remembered she'd been who remembered when she was an adult that her dad used to sexually assault her. Jesus. And then she confronted her parents, Peter and Pam, and they're both professors. And instead of, I don't know, yeah, I don't know, acknowledging it or it, it being, you, you, I guess you'd kind of expect the dad to deny it and the mum to maybe believe the dad because that kind of sounds like it would maybe happen. But they started a fucking non-profit for people whose kids had also falsely remembered things called False Memory False Memory Syndrome Foundation. 
And they started in 1992. And this is a quote from New York Magazine. Through the non-profit's work, they popularized a term, false memory, that became one of the most effective tools to instill doubt, not only about allegations of child sex abuse, but all forms of sexual violence. Between 1992 and 2019, it bolstered the defense strategy employed by countless sex offenders, from Michael Jackson to Bill Cosby to Harvey Weinstein. And today, the notion that one's own memories of sexual violence are unreliable is owed in large part to how the Freyds responded to their daughter. Wow. Because I think that that happens on, like, that's literally what the whole world did with Michael Jackson. <laughs> like, like everyone collectively was like, I don't want to put two and two together and get four, so I'm going to say that these guys are just falsely remembering something. And obviously they've, like... Uh, helped implement that but it's also like this natural reaction that people have especially to family violence i think because it just it undoes the whole foundation of the family and so what happened was um they got this woman elizabeth what's her name i think it's elizabeth lotus i've got the article right here oh loftus elizabeth loftus so this woman was a professor at a university in the states she did a study where she got um, her students to com- like compete for extra credits, like five extra credits or something, um, to make up a memory and tell their younger siblings that they'd experienced the memory. And then, so basically, like the, the study was, say four memories to your younger sibling and see if they, re- see if they can remember them all in graphic detail. And the, the one that was lying was that they got lost in a mall. And so this... Got, the student was like, cool, I want these extra points. So he went home and told his younger brother all of these memories of him as a child, including that he got lost in a mall. And the younger brother completely believed that he got lost in the mall and was like making up details, being like, the man that found me looked like this, the this looked like this, the this looked like this. Mm. She has since gone on. She's the woman that's gone on and testified for Harvey Weinstein, Michael Jackson, Ted Bundy, before he escaped jail and went on another killing spree. She was one of his witnesses. Harvey Harvey Weinstein hired her as one of his witnesses um, to talk about this study that was about getting lost in a mall, which is just so different to being sexually assaulted as a child. Yeah, it's so fascinating. People relying on the fallibility of the human brain is so interesting because we both have been really interested in why people believe conspiracy theories and listen to a you're wrong about about it um and in that was a really interesting tidbit that said stuff as basic as if you read a false piece of information on a tile where there's a picture of the thing that's being talked about on the tile you're like eight times as likely to believe it and they were saying that um if you hear the same statistic enough times even if when you hear it the person is saying this is not true you'll still remember the statistic so someone on the radio could be saying there's this crazy statistic out there that one in four people have blah, blah. And they're saying it's not true, but you just remember the statistic. And so a while later, your brain will just have it in there that one in four people have whatever it is, which is just so, so wild. And yeah, that that episode was so interesting about how basically how he was talking about you'll remember this better than me because you remember actually, I have to write down like anything if I'm going to talk about it, but how um, Michael was saying that soon we're so soon what's he saying soon there's going to be the percentage of older people Uh, versus the population is going to like vastly change and older people are so much more likely to be believe fake news than younger people so it's actually quite alarming 
Yes, and it's like the people, I think the average age of a senator is like 59, which is crazy. Like they're like the people that are in politics that are voting on behalf of the populace are like 15 years older than the average age of the population. Um, And so, and like they're the people that are more susceptible to kind of right-wing untrue conspiracy theories. Yeah. It is really bizarre. But I can understand it because I just think that like the older you get, the more you want the world to feel like comfortable and familiar to you. And if things... Or even just like like with social media, they were saying, especially with Facebook, because when you're on Facebook, you kind of click on, you're on it for two seconds in a grocery line, or you're on it and you've got your guard down because you're seeing like, this person's pregnant again, this person got engaged, this person bought a house, oh... Trump's funding another war and you just think all of these things are happening yeah and it's that thing that I just said before about how I just find it so funny because it's such the Facebook format is so that where it's like text printed on a really tacky picture and the picture like the text could say I think uh the black man should be superior to the white man Martin Luther King Jr with a picture of Martin Luther King Jr and it's a completely falsified fake quote But seeing the picture with the text adds this amazing level of, like, authenticity to it to people. Like, just on this weird software problem level in your brain, you know? And then all of a sudden you have... And people know that, obviously. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Now people are exploiting that. It's like if you're with the Trump campaign, you'll create those like tacky tiles that say two million votes in the 2020 election were fake with a picture of the American flag or like the polling booths. And all of a sudden people think that that's true. Yeah. When I was listening to The Daily and a woman was like, my dog voted in the election because I registered his um, microchip number as his tax number or something. And you just put a picture of like a Labrador and then everyone will believe it. Yeah, literally. It's just, it's funny how we still operate on such like a monkey brain level so often. Um, yeah, something funny to talk about, which is like a bit of a pivot, is um, J-Lo denying she had Botox. You know what, Grace? She's gaslighting me into thinking Same. she hasn't had Botox, but maybe she hasn't. I was about to say. <laughs> I think it's just the, no, the J-Lo face You know face what, mask. Grace? Even though her entire upper facial region doesn't move, I'm like, nah. It's just okay, me. well, a few things to say about this. 
for years, I trained my face not to frown because I was so scared of getting my mum's frown line. So you could do that, kind of. Like, I still, to this day, if I need to look up, I'll move my head up instead of moving my eyebrows up. <laughs> like a true feminist. I'm yet to master. You used to, you were so good for me with that, where I'd be like, and you'd like, Grace, I know. you're frowning. I know. Elevens. <laughs> um, but, but this is the thing with JLo, right? Okay, she probably, I mean, disclaimer, she's probably had Botox and filler, but given her face doesn't move. But look at her body. It's a work of fucking art. She's 50 years old. She looks insane. And it is because she doesn't drink alcohol. She doesn't drink coffee. She doesn't eat processed foods, obviously. She eats all organic. Mm -hmm. She works out all the time. She has access to the best skin technicians in the world which she always has because she's been famous since she was like a child 16 yeah um so i mean she probably she probably has had work done but i'm also like for someone to be that dedicated that you don't even drink coffee and like i was reading her thing and and on a she has one cheat day a week and on her cheat day so every single day she doesn't eat processed food carbs sugar anything non-organic so it's basically vegetables and meat mm-hmm. and then on her cheat day she might have a cookie <sighs> no but okay so like okay here's the thing to go bigger picture than JLo because I was looking at this JLo thing and laughing because her whole face looks like it doesn't move she looks so youthfully beautiful she's telling everyone that the reason she looks like this is because of a JLo skincare line that she launched in the last six months and people in the comments were all saying this is really deceitful because you're trying to act like the reason you look as youthful as you do is because of this skincare line that you're making money off when actually it's obvious that you've had work done. And she like slapped down someone saying, I honestly haven't. I swear to God, I never had work done. It's just the JLo sheet masks, which seems to me so disingenuous and so dishonest. But maybe, maybe she hasn't. Like, I don't actually know. But I think it speaks like a bigger thing about how every single woman in Hollywood and in the entertainment industry is secretly having expensive, discreet work and how that is drastically changing the beauty standard and how none of us are talking about it because none of us feel comfortable going after individual women and accusing them of getting it done because it seems like unfairly scapegoating someone for a society problem. But it's like, when you think about Time's Up, how everyone wore a black dress at the at the Golden Globes, it's like, okay, that doesn't affect anyone. If every single person at the Golden Globes refused to get any form of filler or plastic surgery, that would literally change the lives of millions of women around the world. It's also funny because I think that the conversation has moved forward so much in terms of Botox. So now everyone's like, okay, I'll admit it. I get Botox. Um, and then that's it. And then and then think that that's what they were doing in the nineties. Yes. And like now they're getting so like, much fillers. Every every yeah, the like whatever the hell those things are that pull your eyes back so they look squinty that Bella Hadid has these like it's literally you get a thread inserted from your eyebrow up to your forehead, which pulls your eyes back. That's what it looks like. That's what it looks like. Yeah, that need to get replaced every six months. And Yolanda Hadid was like, none of my children have ever had um, ever had any cosmetic surgery or any cosmetic procedures because they saw what happened to me and they don't want to get it for themselves. And it's like, why do their eyes look like cats? That's what I mean. That's why I'm like with this J-Lo thing. I'm like, okay, I don't want to scapegoat J-Lo because it's an industry-wide problem. And there actually is some possibly, she is that kind of freak of nature person where maybe 
she genuinely hasn't. But I'm like, the amount of times that celebrities bare face lie to us. Like, how long was Kylie Jenner saying she hadn't had lip fillers done? Yeah, she like, said that she just, into um, it. She said it was Kylie Cosmetics and made, she became a billionaire. And became a, that's everyone. what I mean. I I'm like, like, celebrities gaslight women by like bare face, shamelessly, blatantly lying about obvious work. And the reason is because there's still this kind of shame in admitting that you get it done. And yet every woman is getting it done because every other woman is getting it done, which is having this trickle down effect like the devil wears Prada to women on this individual basis, all feeling guilty that their faces are aging at a normal rate. <laughs> yeah, we're wearing our cerulean jumpers. Yeah, literally. It's, it, I, I think it's really fascinating. And I think it's really... It's like, I don't even want to say who it was. Like this person who I love hosted SNL recently <laughs> and she's a comedic genius whose face was just frozen. I find that quite funny because most people in Hollywood, if you get it done right, you wouldn't even be able to tell. So I found out through a friend that basically women who are getting work done go to i've told you this and we were but our minds were blowing go to a specific like surgeon or whoever and they come up with a treatment plan that lasts years like years and years and years to very very slowly alter your face every six months to a year so that no one will ever notice so for example you would go in and you'd say I don't know, I want I want cheek filler or whatever. I want my cheeks to be more defined. I want my um, chin to be thinner. I want, I don't know, my eyebrows lifted. I want... But basically, you go in and they'll be like, over the course of three years, I can get you looking like this. And so it happens so slowly that people don't even notice. Like, they might think you've lost a bit of weight or something. They might think you've changed your skincare routine, but they would never notice you're getting filler or Botox. And all of the famous actresses because they obviously have to act in movie roles and move their face and their facial expressions, they get something called baby Botox, which is where you get Botox up in your, basically in your hairline. So you can still move your face, but you're not getting wrinkles. So it surprises me that she hasn't figured that out. But that's what I mean about like, I won't name this person because it feels cruel to name them because I'm like, why are we going to point out the people that do it badly? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Everyone does it. You know what I mean? It's like, that's unfair. It's like the people that get mocked, like Renee Zellweger, are the people that don't have the wherewithal and knowledge to do it in this subtle way that everyone else is doing it. They're scapegoated for Botox problem when it's like, they're the ones that are trying and failing to do what everyone else is doing effectively. Yeah. I remember um, when I first and told we don't, you... And we don't accuse the people that are doing it well. Like, that's the thing that's crazy. We don't have a go at the people that do it well. We just put them on the cover of magazines and say they're amazing. And the people that do it badly, we laugh at and mock and joke about. Like, it's awful. Yeah, because it looks really, really natural to the people that do it well. And even Bella Hadid, you don't mock because she just looks gorgeous. Like, it's like, so, it's like done so well. So obvious, but so well that everyone's like, oh, well, kudos to you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just like, um, it's like that thing. I can't remember who said this in regards to Taylor Swift. Cause I remember being like watching Taylor Swift's documentary and she talked about having an eating disorder. And like this happened on drag race where there was a contestant called Valentina who's so thin um and she looked just gorgeous and she would model like pretty much naked all the time and she's looking like a really beautiful woman and she said halfway through the season that she had a current battle with an eating disorder 
and then kept wearing this scantily clad stuff that kept being shot in this beautiful way. And it made me feel really uncomfortable watching the season because I was like, oh, we know this person is only like quote unquote aspirationally thin because they've admitted they have an eating disorder. And yet we're like celebrating that shooting them in a bikini and like, you know, but I don't know what else you would do. And it felt the same with Taylor Swift, where in that documentary, she talked about how she got disordered eating because of the pressure of being a pop star. But like watching Miss Americana, so many young women will watch it being like, I wish I was as thin as Taylor Swift. And it's like this funny thing where you're you're the biggest victim of this cultural problem and you're also a perpetrator of it because you're yeah. famous. Do you know what I mean? It's like these famous women are victims of the pressure to look ageless and then they're then perpetrators of the pressure to look ageless because ageless they're giving into this pressure. But like, what else are they supposed to do? But when, what else are you gonna do? Like you, and and also when you're in those circles, it all becomes normal. Like it would all seem so normal. Exactly. Well, that's yeah. Like I remember, I went. I remember, I had no friends that had ever ever talked about getting Botox or ever ever talked about getting filler when I lived in Sydney with you, and then I went back to New Zealand for Christmas or something, and. I was hanging out with a bunch of girls and every single one of them was talking about uh, Botox and filler and lip injections and my mind was blowing. I was like, why am I so gullible and naive that I didn't realize everyone <laughs> was doing this behind, like mm. without me? I was like, you guys are just leaving me out and making me out look in the cold, ugly, looking a hundred all off, getting, yeah. I was like, my lips looked fine before everyone got lip injections and now they look tiny. That's what I mean. People are changing the game for everyone yeah. else. Um, yeah, it's such a fascinating topic. Yeah, that's a good talk. I don't think there's much else to talk about. What are you about. having for dinner? I'm going to make spinach pie. I'm going to make a vegetarian ragu. Oh, nice. I went for a run today. Um, I'm proud of you for going for a run. I'm JLo. <laughs> JLo in the making. Say goodbye. Wait, should we start recording? Fuck, my earpods are shit. I'm no, I mean we're saying here. goodbye <laughs> to the listeners. Why can't I hear you now? Wait, hold on. No, not hanging up. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Love you. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.